What's up, everybody? It's me, your boy, Ruby Rube, coming at you from the Gathering Strength Podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about trees. You don't need to be an arborist to understand this old-school proverb. Nah, you just need to be an open-minded individual. And, hey, if you have a mirror, go ahead and bust that mirror out, and we're going to be taking a look long and hard into that mirror. I'll wait. All right, time's up. Now, we're going to be talking about and exploring an old adage. We've all heard this saying, or hopefully we have all heard the saying, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago, but the second best time is now. Now, in this episode, I'm going to take a deeper look at the wisdom behind this old proverb and how it relates to the elusive quest for perfection. Today, I'm going to explore the subjective nature of perfection and how it can sometimes lead to analysis paralysis, preventing us from making vital choices in our personal and professional lives. Oh yeah, you and me, together, we're going to unravel the fear of imperfection and the opportunity cost of waiting for the perfect moment. Along that journey, we're going to discover the significance of preparation and how it can increase our chances of success. When the right opportunity arises, We're also going to discuss the delicate balance between waiting for the right moment and actively creating opportunities for ourselves. Now, this is going to benefit you because if you've ever found yourself pondering, thinking about, pontificating about the perfect time to start a new venture, hey, or maybe perhaps you want to start a life-changing decision or pursue a dream, a goal, In this episode, and this podcast, the Gathering Strength Podcast, this is for you. Together, come on, let's challenge the notion of perfection, embrace the beauty of imperfection, and unlock the power of taking action. Throughout my entire podcast catalog, I talk about a whole bunch of awesome things. Things that are insightful, things that make you think, things that make you hopefully, you know, do what is right, the hard right from the easy wrong. So don't miss out on my insightful journey of self-discovery and empowerment. Subscribe. Give me a like. Give me a follow. Give me, give me, give me. And in return, I'm going to be giving you hey, something to think about. Now let's get down into the nitty gritty. The phrase, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago, the second best time is now. Now this is a proverb that carries valuable life lessons and wisdom. Your boy Ruby Rube, over here at the Gathering Strength Podcast, I'm going to break it down for you. Now the origin of this old proverb, that is, you know, it's not precise, it, it's, it can't be attributed to a specific person or culture, but it is often associated with Chinese or African folklore. It has been widely used and adapted across various cultures and languages, and its message is universally applicable. Now, this proverb emphasizes the importance of taking action and making positive decisions in a timely manner. It is centered around the idea of planning and preparedness for the future. The first part of the phrase, let's break that down. The best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. Hmm, what does that mean? Well, this reminds us that if we had started planting a tree two decades ago, hey, we'd be lounging in the shade, chilling, possibly picking some apples or some figs or, you know, any other type of fruit that grows from a tree. 
Now, if we did that 20 years ago, we would be enjoying the benefits of a mature tree today. In this context, it implies that actions taken in the past can lead to significant benefits in the present. Now, let's break that down and compare it, the, the first uh, the first segment of that proverb, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. As this pertains to our physical health, you know, think about it, uh, with our exercise and healthy habits. Waiting for the perfect time to start an exercise routine or adopt healthy habits can lead to inactivity and unhealthy choices. There's no perfect time to start. The, the, the time is now. You know what? You should have started 20 years ago. And if you would have started 20 years ago, you would be much stronger. You'd be better off. You'd be overall in a better position. Now, embracing imperfection means acknowledging that every step towards a healthier lifestyle counts. Taking action, even with small, imperfect steps, can gradually lead to significant improvements in physical well-being. Now, diet and nutrition. Perfectionism in dieting can result in extreme restrictions or an all-or-nothing approach, which is often unsustainable. Embracing imperfection allows for a balanced and realistic approach to nutrition. Making consistent, healthier food choices, even with occasional indulgences, can lead to long-term benefits for our physical health. Stress management. Stress can negatively impact physical health. Waiting for the perfect moment to address stressors can exacerbate the situation. Take time, proactive steps to manage stress such as meditation, mindfulness, or seeking support. And this is going to be able to promote better physical health and overall well-being. Now, if you aren't a person who meditates, you know the best time to start meditating was 20 years ago. But... You know, the second best time is now. If you're not uh, journaling, if you're not meditating or stretching or doing anything to manage your stress or doing anything to uh, regulate your diet and nutrition and implement healthy habits, the second best time is today. Don't wait any longer. Don't let another 20 years go by because, man, the best time was 20 years ago. The second best time is today. Now, preventative health care, embracing imperfection, encourages individuals to take charge of their health through regular checkups and preventative measures. Waiting for the perfect time to address health concerns can lead to missed opportunities for early detection and intervention. Now, how would this proverb affect your financial health? Well, it's going to affect your saving and investing because waiting for the perfect moment to start saving or investing for the, for the future can lead to missed opportunities for financial growth. Embracing imperfection involves starting where you are and taking incremental steps towards financial security. Consistent contributions to savings and investments, even in small, little, tiny amounts. Now, this is going to make a significant difference over time. Once again, you should have been doing this 20 years ago. That was the best time, but the second best time to do it is today. So, hey, at least you have today. Now, your debt management, you know, that financial tree that you could have been chilling in the shade under, you know, that, that mature tree that should have been growing. Oh, sheesh, the second best time to plant for your finances is today. Now, the fear of imperfection 
uh, for your financial situation to start planning for the future might delay crucial decisions. Embracing imperfection allows individuals to adapt their financial plans as circumstances change. Now, you should be seeking professional advice from a book, a podcast. Hey, even from your boy, Ruby Brew, I have a podcast episode called The Buff Bank, and I teach you implementable steps to acquire for yourself a buff bank. Now, in regards to the perfect time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. I gave you two examples physically and financially how that affects you. Uh, Essentially, embracing imperfection and taking action have significant implications for both physical and financial health. In our physical health, it encourages us to take steps towards a healthier lifestyle, manage stress, and prioritize preventative health care. In our financial health, it empowers us to save, invest, and manage debt proactively while being flexible in our financial planning. By understanding that progress comes from imperfect action, we can cultivate resilience, adaptability, and a proactive mindset. And this is going to lead us to positive outcomes in both our physical and our financial well-being. Ultimately, it is the consistent effort and determination to improve that pave the way towards a healthier and more prosperous life. Now, just because you didn't do something in the past, you know, i.e. 20 years ago, that's all right. You still have today. Today is the second best time to start. Now, so far up until now, I spoke about the first phrase, the, 20, uh, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second part of the phrase is, quote, the second best time is now, end quote. Now, this is going to highlight that even though we might have missed the ideal opportunity to act in the past, the next best option is to take action in the present In other words, it encourages us to not dwell on missed opportunities, but to seize the current moment and make a positive change now. N-O-W. Now, how can understanding this concept, understanding this proverb, how can it benefit your life? Hey, well, I'm glad you asked. Number one is going to be regret and action. This proverb cautions against dwelling on past regrets and missed chances. Instead, it should motivate us to focus on the present and take action towards our goals, dreams, and aspirations. It's a reminder that we cannot change the past, but we have the power to shape our future through the actions we take today. Uh, Tip number two is going to be planning and investing. Planning a tree and waiting it for it to grow is a metaphor. And you know I love a good metaphor. This is a metaphor for investing in the future. It could be related to financial investments, personal growth, education, or relationships, or pretty much anything. Anything that you want to grow, you need to plant it. The best time to plant that was 20 years ago. The second best time to plant Your seed of personal growth is today. Just as trees take time to grow and bear fruit, investments in various aspects of life often require time and patience to yield meaningful results. Now, when you throw a seed in the ground, does it sprout overnight? No. You're going to have to take time and nurture it, so you're going to have to get good with delayed gratification. Now, this proverb emphasizes the value of delayed gratification. While immediate rewards, they're attractive, right? That immediate 
instant gratification that's going to hit all of the reward systems in your brain your brain's going to get that dopamine hit and you're just going to be like mm, oh yeah let me keep doing that that feels good now but meanwhile you're bargaining with the future now while immediate rewards are attractive some of the most significant rewards come from long-term efforts and consistent actions also understanding this proverb you should have a sense of responsibility accountability ownership now the phrase encourages individuals to take responsibility for their actions and decisions it's nobody's fault that you have the body that you have it's nobody's fault that you have the money that you have it's nobody's fault that your marriage is in the condition that it's in it's nobody's fault but yours at the beginning of this podcast i encourage you to take out a mirror because hey look at that guy that your reflection that's the person who's responsible for everything now this proverb it urges us to be proactive and not wait for the perfect moment as that perfect moment it might never ever come by taking responsibility we can shape our future in a positive way essentially we need to start where we're at with what we have now the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. This is going to serve as a powerful reminder to take action in the present and not let past regrets hold us back. It encourages us to be proactive, responsible, and forward-thinking, both for our personal growth and for the benefit of the world around us. Now, I'm going to dig a little bit deeper into the delayed gratification because, you know, this is something that we're going to have to embrace. Now, delayed gratification is a psychological concept that refers to the ability to resist the temptation of an immediate reward in favor of a larger, more significant reward that will come after a period of waiting or effort. Now, this involves having the self-discipline to forego instant gratification or pleasure in the present for the sake of achieving a more sustainable and meaningful outcome in the future. This concept has been extensively studied in the fields of psychology, behavioral economics, and decision-making. Now let's dive into that delayed gratification concept a little, bit, a little bit more. The first thing to understand is immediate rewards versus long-term benefits. Delayed gratification involves making choices that prioritize long-term benefits over immediate rewards. It requires individuals to consider the future consequences of their actions and their decisions. For example, choosing to study diligently for an upcoming exam instead of going out with friends for immediate fun represents delayed gratification. The immediate reward might be the enjoyment of a social gathering, but the long-term benefit is a better academic performance and knowledge of retention. Now, I recently finished the San Francisco Marathon, and I set a little PR, a personal record, and now some of the uh, battles between my instant gratifying reward system and my delayed gratification was this. Like, for example, I would wake up on a, on a Saturday morning bright and early, you know, 3.45, 4 o'clock in the morning, and I could be either instantly gratified by staying in the warmth of my bed, all comfortable, and, you know, go back to sleep. Hey, that would feel good right then and there, right? But I would have to pay for that by being weaker, by showing up to my marathon unprepared. 
Now, rather than being instantly gratified by the comfort of my warm sheets and my warm, soft bed, what did I do? I got up, I did my stretching, I put on my shoes, and I traded in my warm bed and my soft pillows for some hard, cold asphalt and 20 miles worth of running. Now, what I did was I was able to you know, internalize and set some clear goals. And one of the goals that I wanted to be was, you know, a marathon runner. Now, am I going to be a marathon runner in the comfort of my own bed? Nope. I'm going to have to go out and get some. And that's what I did. So I, I had my goal. I sacrificed the comfort of my warm bed and I went out and I expended some energy and Yes, that was much harder than, you know, staying warm and comfortable in my bed. The strength that I received down the line after my body, you know, recovered, you know, that was worth more than a a nether warm morning in my bed. And even so after the run or even during the run. I'm gaining confidence because I'm telling myself, hey, this is getting me stronger. This is getting me more competent. This is getting me closer to my goal. This is getting me further away from weakness and closer with each every step and mile that I run is getting me closer to my goal. And that was empowering. Now, within the realm of delaying gratification, you're going to need willpower and self-discipline. The ability to delay gratification is closely tied to willpower and self-discipline. Resisting short-term temptations often requires overcoming impulses and distractions. Now, when you think about it, that little impulse, that little craving that you know many people can't uh, you know, stop, I, I kind of compare those impulses to like a little temper tantrum throwing two-year-old. You know, that's what it feels like when, when our impulses are compelling us to, you know, go out and have another beer or go out and smoke another blunt or have another Twinkie or, ne- or a, a, another bong hit. You know, the willpower and the self-discipline needs to be strong in order for us to delay gratification. Now, do you want to be strong or do you want to go out and have beers and nurse a hangover? You know, I've done that plenty of times. I know where the the beer, the alcohol, the drugs, the the dope, the cigarettes, I know where all that leads me. And I know where, you know, doing the right thing is also going to lead me. That's going to lead me to having a much stronger body. Now, what do I want to have? Do I want to have a stronger body with more discipline and an overall more healthy well-being? Or do I want to go out and get drunk and get all effed up? You know, hey, uh, neither is right nor wrong. I guess it is on the individual, but man, I've been there and I've done that. So uh, I'm, I'm trying to do the hard rights over the easy wrong because anybody can go to a 7-Eleven and spend $2.50 on a can of OE and just get drunk and hammered and, you know, go that route. But, man, not many people can go out and run a marathon and not many people will even understand what that journey can bring you know, it's it's crazy, man. It's deep. So when, when you understand this concept a little bit more, then that can help direct you on, you know, where, where you want to go. Now, continuing on understanding delayed gratification, you're going to need to 
understand that delayed gratification is crucial for achieving significant long-term goals. It is common for worthwhile objectives to require sustained effort, consistent action, and patience. Whether it's building a successful career, maintaining a healthy lifestyle, or nurturing strong relationships, delayed gratification helps individuals stay focused on the bigger picture. Now, one of the most well-known experiments that study delayed gratification is the Stanford Marshmallow Experiment, conducted by psychologist Walter Mischel in the late 1960s and the early 1970s. In this experiment, young children were offered a choice between a small immediate reward, and it was one marshmallow, or two larger rewards, which was uh, two marshmallows, if they could wait a short period of usually 15 minutes. The study found that the children who were able to delay gratification and wait for the larger reward tended to exhibit better life outcomes later in life, such as higher academic achievement and better social skills. Now, when I was younger, I was probably going to be one of those kids who would take the, the one marshmallow right now. Like, just give it to me. I can't wait 15 minutes. You might That's pretty much eternity for a kid. And I'm just going to have that one marshmallow right in front of me. And I know what that feels like. But hey, now as a grown man, as an adult, I, I can wait all day. I can wait and, and do what is needed to get the larger, more rewarding goal at the end. Hey, give me the two marshmallows. I'll, I'll wait for that. Now, delaying your gratification, that's also going to have financial implications. Delayed gratification is also relevant in financial decision-making, saving money, investing for the future, and avoiding impulsive spending are examples of, of how delayed gratification can lead to improved financial stability and security over time. Emotional regulation is going to be something that is also in the same vein as delayed gratification. Now, practicing delayed gratification can contribute to improved emotional regulation. When individuals learn to manage their impulses and desires, they can avoid impulsive decisions driven by short-term emotions, leading to more thoughtful and rational choices. Now, I compared our inner impulses to a little child throwing a tantrum, and that is how I feel whenever I feel that you know my impulses or my cravings are just like you know pulling me there there's a internal turmoil that is you know flaring up it's acting up and essentially the little inner child wants its baba and you know that that baba could be you know a a a beer a modello a cigarette a snickers you know just anything that is going to be of a low value but is going to instantly gratify and trigger that immediate reward system is going to instantly gratify but when you get better at delaying gratification uh, you get better at regulating those emotions now the way that that you do that is you're gonna have to learn how to self soothe yourself one of the ways that you get better at self soothing yourself is by working out by going on a long run I find that when you go on a long run you know, 10 miles or more, uh, you know, sometimes you can be out there and, and panic a little bit. You want it to be over and done, but, you know, you have to have your emotions regulated where you can self-soothe yourself to keep going the distance.
Now, understanding delayed gratification is a valuable concept that highlights the importance of long-term thinking and self-control. Embracing delayed gratification can lead to more significant achievements, improved decision-making, better financial management, and enhanced emotional well-being. It is an essential skill for personal development and success in various aspects of life. That'll do it for today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening. The moral of the story is start today with what you have. Don't dwell on the things that you didn't do in the past. All that anxiety, worry, depression. You know, worry, that's like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it doesn't get you anywhere. Now go and gather up some of your seeds Put them in the ground, nurture them, water them, tend to them. And in due time, you're going to be chilling in the shade of a tree. Until next time, it's onward, always onward.